I'd been meaning to put up our interviews and all these other special talks uh, about catch wrestling up on some sort of uh, podcast platform, and I'd actually been looking around, and um, now I think Anchor.fm is uh, probably one of the best bets for you. Uh, you the inter- user interface has actually gotten much better. Um, it's free. They also have all these different tools, that, which I think work much better than they used to, uh, to edit and everything, so you can uh, put up a nice podcast, which we'll get more into later, so hopefully everything gets smoother later on. Um, also, they distribute your podcast for you, so it shows up on Spotify, Apple, uh, Google Podcasts, everything like that, and you can also get sponsorships. So uh, go ahead and check it out. Um, founder of Catch Wrestling Alliance, where we keep real wrestling alive. So today we're going to be talking about freestyle and the event that just happened um, this past weekend where uh, I think the main highlight or the main shocker was um, Kyle Dake beating and basically eliminating uh, Jordan Burroughs from being able to compete or being able to represent the United States at the Olympics. And so that was one big shocker that happened. Um, but say that if you were to only look at those matches, then they, you, what you would probably see is like a point wrestling contest. Um, so where it's like, so like even in the first match, Kyle ended up um, like getting a point just by pushing Burroughs out of bounds. So that's like a point. Um, it wasn't necessarily like a pin, but, but don't like expect something like that, like an all out domination, uh, from one person, especially at the, the high level there, like at the highest level, you're just really not going to see that happening. But with that being said, you did see Kyle Dake dominate somebody, right? And, uh, let's kind of, let's go ahead and talk about it. I think that's actually something that's pretty interesting uh, and we actually have, I got some video for you. Uh, it was Dake against Nolf. So this is a, 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 someone that has actually made headlines doing like some pretty amazing uh, wrestling. Um, so we've even done videos about him too. So great wrestler, but freestyle is different from folk style. And Dake just showed that. And so let's go ahead. And- At 79 kilograms, but that's not a non-Olympic weight class. So coming down here to 74 kg, got a pass to the semifinals and showcasing himself right away. Big move out of the gate and trying to finish it here early. Kyle Dake. Kyle Dake just owning, <laughs> owning Nolf in that situation. Uh, and what was really cool about that, and actually we have a, a breakdown video that's going to be coming out uh, based off that initial technique because it was a type of low single, um, but it wasn't like your traditionally executed low single, like the way uh, the person who made low singles really popular, um, uh, John Smith, it wasn't exactly the way that he did it, which is really cool. So Dake ended up actually kind of attacking with the head on the outside of the knee and um that's really what made it different. That's really what kind of set it up. So, um, uh, and, but say like in a, well, the, the video that we're going to do, or we're going to put out, we're going to kind of talk about the technique that he did, but then we'll kind of mention 
um, kind of in the catch wrestling way. You don't necessarily pick them up again. Um, so that's kind of what happened where it's like you, you have Nolf kind of getting that underhook and instead of trying to limp arm out, which is a technique you'll see in freestyle and folk style, um, they kind of kind of keeps like the body lock there and then they end up going back to standing and then that's when Dake gets that really um, like amazing spectacular throw right um, so that's what happened but um, it's kind of talk about like situations that aren't necessarily that where it's like someone just goes in and owns the other person and you know kind of gets uh, somewhat of a pin <clears throat> you you, in in freestyle, you are seeing where it's like they usually they have uh, short short rounds, uh, points uh, point system where you can kind of game it where it's like you get some a bunch of takedowns and then or you roll the person over like three or four times and you've won. Um, so folk style definitely has a lot of great aspects of wrestling. Uh, and it came from catch wrestling, but now it is truly uh, far from its original source. And that's something that I kind of wanted to touch on. Um, so if you're um, if you're like in an area where the only thing around you is folk style, like if you're not in the United States or whatever, um, I'd say you know still go for it. It can still teach you a lot of things, but just know that there are a lot of aspects to it that um, wouldn't necessarily help you out as much in a catch wrestling match or even like an MMA situation. Like a lot of the parterre stuff uh, is to kind of uh, allow you to stall until the referee can stand you back up. But in catch wrestling, since the idea is that it's really closer to a real fight or whatever, so you'd still have to, uh, if you get thrown down, you still have to fight to get back out or you want to try to reverse someone uh so where you end up on top and you still stay on the ground you know you still stay uh, you know on hands and knees or you know you're basically not standing so there's a lot of reversals in catch wrestling that uh do that so um that's kind of a, a point that i'd like to make because you definitely don't see that as much in freestyle you'll see um a lot of people waiting you know, they'll, they'll flatten themselves out or uh, into that, you know, like the parterre position and then wait for the ref to stand them back up. So I'd want to emphasize that more because ultimately that's kind of uh, how Burroughs, Jordan Burroughs lost later where um, uh, Dake was kind of did a leg, was able to do a leg lace and then he ended up kind of picking Burroughs' legs up even though Burroughs was trying to resist uh, getting rolled over. Um, but that's why you get scenarios like that. Even though they do, like, those are the pictures that kind of circulated in the internet. Um, and that is freestyle wrestling, but I, I wouldn't want people to think of that as what we, like, how, how we say keep real wrestling alive. Um, th that's why I have to say keep real wrestling alive because you see there's that, that difference where, so like in a catch wrestling match, that type of resistance or even a leg lace uh, wouldn't happen as often because you're not getting people just pancaking out trying to resist from getting rolled over because in catch wrestling there's no points and if you get rolled over who cares right so um, that parterre position isn't necessarily the a very beneficial position to 
go to or to stay in because the referee is not going to stand you back up. And I think that's the main point that I want to try to make where it's like um, catch wrestling is still different, even though um, this is kind of like the origin of folk style. But I really hope to kind of wake people up or at least uh, wake up wrestling fans to know that there is uh, the original version uh, like you didn't have the referees always uh, starting everything over or resetting everything. And for me, that's what's more exciting. And I hope I hope that that can be exciting, or at least that people can can learn to develop a taste for something different like that, right? Because like uh, I know that the whole idea of like stalling and this and that is uh, well entrenched in uh, the especially the folk style mentality. Um, you'll have like in front of the University of Iowa, you have that big statue of Dan Gable, um, and he is standing with his arm up right uh which is representative of the penalty position or at least like the the ref will, will have their their fist up uh when they're calling a stalling foul and so um you know dan gibble got famous for kind of calling stalling fouls uh, uh not only his wrestlers but you know during the matches um you know he would he would be uh, pointing out the stalling that would be going on in wrestling. But the thing is, like the main, another main point that I want to make sure people know is that like in catch wrestling, uh, b- traditionally there was no time limits. So you actually had the time to use fatiguing your opponent as a strategy. So you, when you, when you get them down, you would jump on them. You would what we call riding them. You would ride them, right? And you basically punish them for being underneath. You're not trying to finish them, really. You're trying to wear them out. You're trying to make them tired. Or even Farmer Burns kind of meant or kind of uh, made the analogy of making them work out. Right? You push their head down, and they're gonna they're gonna raise it back up. You push it down again, and so how many reps can they do of that, right? So that's kind of one of the things uh, he mentioned, or like this is the analogy he used, where it's like they're they're lifting weights, they're lift, but it's your body weight. So uh, allow them to do as many reps as um, as you can to fatigue those muscles, so that they can't fight back. And that was very characteristic of catch wrestling. So I hope people can kind of see where it's like in catch wrestling, you might not even think about finishing the person right away you want a lot of times you're going to be thinking about breaking them down uh taking away their strength uh, doing all those kinds of things um instead of just trying to blast through and get some kind of pin or submission uh it's cool and all but sometimes uh, it's not the best strategy especially if you're a high level grappler and you're going up against another high level grappler uh chances are you're not going to be able to blast through them as easily as dake just blasted through Nolf, even though Nolf is also another high-level wrestler. Uh, but he's, he's more known for uh, folk style than freestyle. Um, but so those are kind of anomalies. And that's one of the reasons why I wanted to show you where it's like, wow, it shows like Dake is, uh, you can say he's like on another level or I don't know, or Nolf uh, just blanked out for a second. Uh, who knows what happened in that match, but it was a pretty amazing um the strategy just worked perfectly for for dake um and so that's why i showed it to you um and yeah we're definitely gonna do a breakdown on on that 
the the low single, but with your head on the outside, and he actually used his head to kind of push uh, the knee of Nolf over to kind of get him down, uh, or at least get him to bend his knee and almost get that takedown, which led to that big spectacular throw and uh, you know, getting all those points. That basically, that that first move ended the match pretty much right then and there. Uh, that been that would have been some kind of like a Herculean task to get points to beat Dake if you were if you were Nolf in that situation. It'd be really tough to come back from that. It'd be one of these kind of tasks that uh, only Jordan Burroughs could accomplish or whatever, but uh, we saw later that he couldn't even uh, accomplish his goal this time around. So we'll see what happens in the future for Jordan Burroughs, um, but I wanted to show that highlight there. Pretty cool. Um, yeah, so if anybody has any questions, go ahead and start asking. Because uh, I've just I've said the main things that I wanted to say. Um, I would just like want people to realize that these things that are are called wrestling or these traditions of wrestling are not that old. They're not even what, or maybe they're a hundred years old now, right? So, um, and folk style probably even less. Um, so or around a hundred years, right? So when people are like, "Oh, this is wrestling," when they're talking about these other styles, it's like, "Hey, uh, it's not as old as catch wrestling." So these are other things I want want people to think about. Where it's like a lot of these traditions that people have, if you look into it, they are actually very recent. Like the whole thing, even about the singlet, that would that that really didn't exist. Uh, up until more recently, like in if you look at these old catch wrestling pictures, they were wearing tights, whether it be shorts or leggings. You know, so it looks like uh, they're doing it in yoga pants, right? So they they inspired yoga back then, right? Or they were inspired by yoga, you know, who knows, <laughs> right? So nowadays, you see every or at least a lot of women wearing what looks like these what the catch wrestlers wore uh, back in the early. 1900s and you know in the late 1800s and stuff um but yeah that was what you wore to compete right so you would see uh the tight leggings but unfortunately at that time i believe that most of them were made out of wool so i'm sure they were probably itchy and um you know you'd wear your wrestling shoes um and that's what you competed in and uh singlet came later but you might have people, or you might hear people nowadays talking about like, oh, that's that's the tradition, that's what we wore, whatever. But um, that doesn't necessarily seem to, to be the case in the United States in particular. Um, uh, so yeah, just like be aware of what you think is traditional. It could actually be a new tradition or newish, or le- what I mean, newish. A lot of times, uh, if it's less than a hundred years old, it's actually it's relatively new. You know, real traditions. Are some of these that can go back, you know, hundreds if not thousands of years, uh, in different cultures and stuff like that. So, uh, same thing even with judo. You know, people think like, oh, it's so old, but you know, it's uh, really a relatively recent development. Um, yeah, but grappling itself is an old development, right? People were wrestling what um, ever since the dawn of time, right? So even in um, the early books of the Bible, there was wrestling like. Uh, against the angel, right? But then also in what the, the earliest text that we know of, right? The Epic of Gilgamesh, there was wrestling right at the beginning. Um, a big wrestling contest uh, between Gilgamesh and his 
he became really good friends later with him, Enkidu. Um, that was, uh, you know, some of the earliest writings that we know of. And uh, wrestling was a part of it. And then even like the whole thing about like a different, uh, I think it was like paintings on a, on a, in a tomb or in a cave in, in, in Egypt uh, that depict all these kinds of wrestling moves and stuff like that. So uh, wrestling as something like you can think of as a tradition uh, or as something that humans have done is definitely a tradition that goes back thousands of years. A lot of our modern understanding of wrestling or wrestling or grappling traditions are not very old, right? So, um, so kind of be flexible in your mind, um, especially especially when you when when I'm trying to convince you of something, just agree with me, right? Um, no, just kidding, no. But um, I think that's kind of my point, where it's like uh, since you have these kind of newer styles, these newer wrestling styles like folk style and freestyle, um, you get you get people who um, like get converted into that kind of, I don't want to say cult, but I mean, just to kind of give an analogy where it's like you get people who think that, Oh, the, this is what wrestling is. And then also too, like what they did in the Olympics with, with French wrestling, they changed the the name to Greco Roman to kind of make people believe that this is what the Greeks and the Romans did. Right. So then you'll have people uh, defending uh, something like the mismanagement of the wrestling, right? And where how they they did get kicked out of the Olympics, right? But then there had to be a mass mobilization where uh, people protested to get wrestling back into the Olympics recently. Um, but these are are the things where it's like you can think of, um, uh, like like these things that people are calling wrestling nowadays there was an older tradition that might be more interesting to you. So it'd be, I would say it'd be great if we uh, could replace Greco with actual catch wrestling. Um, but maybe maybe it will get replaced with uh, Brazilian jiu-jitsu since they just got some, I think they got provisionally entered into the Olympics. Um, yeah, so just keep an open mind because uh, I think a lot of people don't, like they even they even try to uh, put their ideas of freestyle and folk style onto what they think catch wrestling is or was, and a lot of times that's just wrong. It, it, it's problematic, right? Um, yeah. So keep that keep that open mind. Catch wrestling is actually something that's really exciting, and I think if you look at a lot of the matches that we have on this YouTube channel. Um, you'll, you'll really like them, or at least a lot of people really like them. And, and they've even messaged me talking about like, this definitely, definitely looks more like real wrestling or at least, um, looks like wrestling compared to even other people who put out some videos of matches where they're calling it catch wrestling. But, uh, people have messaged me saying that those look like jujitsu and not wrestling. Right. So feel free to check out all the the events and stuff that we've had. Um, and now in Los Angeles, to give you guys an update, uh, a lot of people are getting vaccinated um, against COVID and actually the COVID numbers are dramatically decreasing. So a lot of places that were under like strict quarantine now, like like gyms are, are open. You know, we, they, they still have some 
uh, restrictions on the amount of people who can be like at gyms and uh, restaurants and stuff like that. But uh, they're allowed to reopen. People are allowed to eat inside again and stuff like that. So um, we, with that being said, we should have uh, more events coming up. So we can continue keeping real wrestling alive. We'll continue showing people what real catch wrestling is. So hopefully you guys uh, stay tuned and uh, support us um, so you can uh, become a member of this channel. You can also, uh, if you want to learn the real thing, you can go over to our website, uh, become a student as well. Um, up to you. We just uh, enjoy keeping real wrestling alive here. This is good. We got a comment here from Shinhi E. Uh, is this the live stream? Or is this live? Yes, it is live. It is live. Um, so feel free to ask some questions. I'll be here for a little bit longer. I, I definitely just wanted to jump on and talk about that match. Actually, I was really impressed by by that match, uh, Kyle Dake and Nolf, um, because it shows some pretty cool technique. And in this case, it was it was smooth wrestling where the, they, they, it didn't, well, until it did get stopped by the ref, uh, it wasn't stopped by the ref. So it, like, it started off really cool with that low single, and then it got it went to the throw, and then Dake was trying to uh, go for that pin there. Um, so that whole sequence was without interruption. Um, he was getting points and stuff like that, so that's like the nature of uh, freestyle. Um, but overall, it was uh, really great wrestling. And so there's a lot of great wrestling you can learn uh, from freestyle and folk style. But um, just know, again, it's it's not... It's not pure catch wrestling, but it's still really cool. I really enjoyed seeing that because, you know, I watched uh, the later matches with Dake and Burroughs, and, you know, those are great and all that. But, like, to see another great wrestler like Nolf just get destroyed so quickly, um, um, that was really impressive. Okay, so Shinhee has a, another statement. Let's see. Cool. Hello from the far south, New Zealand. Yeah, yeah. I heard you guys are doing a great job, and um, um, seems like you guys are pretty free to move around, or, or you have like limited um, quarantine stuff, limited limited shutdowns and stuff. Um, so hopefully, if if United States can get their act together, then uh, maybe I can go down and visit you guys. Uh, I'd love to go see it. I've, I've been to Australia, and I thought it was beautiful, and everyone says that New Zealand is even more beautiful than Australia. So um, hopefully that didn't offend any Austral Australians, um, but, uh, you know, I want to go to both places. So, <laughs> so um, yeah, hopefully, um, we, you know, travel can start opening up again, or, or at least travel between our country, <laughs> United States, and other countries. Um, cause I know we've been banned from so many countries that I usually go to. So, um, I'm really excited to get back to, um, going out and meeting everybody. So, um, yeah, hopefully sooner than later. Okay. So hopefully everyone can uh, act right and, you know, do it, do what you can, you know, it's easy as wearing a mask and stuff that, to help prevent this, the spread and that helps prevent shutdowns and all that. Yeah, I actually was able to uh, teach a class yesterday because um, 
because the restrictions have been lifted or, or they've been lightened in Los Angeles. So I was able to get back to teaching. So that was pretty nice. That was actually really nice. Um, so, so I'm, I'm pretty sure we'll add more and more classes. Um, um, but just as long as LA can continue with our trend of, you know, dramatically falling cases of COVID. All right. So, uh, Shinhi, how I understand is that freestyle wrestling isn't catch wrestling because freestyle wrestling doesn't have submissions. Am I right? Well, yes, that's like a, that's like an, a major and kind of like a, something that's obvious or easy to see that they don't have submission holds, but also too the whole thing about the time limits where they have very short matches, right? And um, that is a major distinction between catch wrestling and these other styles like freestyle and folk style. Um, catch wrestling didn't have time limits. In our events, we usually use a 20 minute limit. So at least with 20 minutes, um, you'll have the ability to use like fatigue or fatiguing your opponent as a strategy. And that was like a traditional, um, that was a traditional strategy used by a lot of catch wrestlers back in the day, because a lot of times, like, especially if you're evenly matched, you're not going to be able to just like go in and just muscle somebody and just like destroy them right away. Uh, you're going to have to uh, try to f battle them and fatigue them to make it easier for you to, um, you know, roll someone over who's really good. So usually you're not going to be able to do it just like, like how Kyle Dake just did in that, in that video that I showed earlier. Um, it usually doesn't happen that way. And you'll see like in the match with Kyle Dake and Burroughs after that, in that tournament, um, you know, Kyle Dake just couldn't go in and destroy Burroughs like that. You know, this Burroughs is a very high level wrestler. Yeah. So th those are, those are uh, some of the characteristic differences between uh, these amateur styles and catch wrestling. Uh, but granted, I mean, like a lot of these amateur wrestlers, like Dake and Burroughs, even Nolf and all that, they, they are great wrestlers in their own right. And I'm sure that they can, they can pin a lot of people. They can put a lot of people on their backs. Um, but like, I just want to make that clear where it's like what they're doing is still not catch wrestling. And I really want to promote the real thing, right? The real catch wrestling. So hopefully, and, it, and it, like, not hopefully, I mean, people will like it. So we're just going to continue uh, having events very soon. All right. Another statement from Shinhi. Um, I really hope catch comes to New Zealand and to introduce catch wrestling to this country, or you'd like me to introduce catch wrestling to this country, uh, overrun by jujitsu and no other options. It's like a monopoly. I really believe we need uh, more options other than jujitsu. I agree. <laughs> um, so yeah, yeah. Hopefully, uh, let, let's um, let's keep track of the travel restrictions. If you hear anything, you know, just, uh, message me, and uh, I'll try to keep an eye out. I try to keep an eye out, and like I'll I'll, I'll um, see the news and stuff. Even for uh, going back to Singapore and stuff like that, the government uh, is considering uh, like lightening the travel restrictions for people who are vaccinated. But right now, I believe it's still pretty strict. I believe I can't go um, to Singapore even where in the past I could just go even without 
trying to get a visa or anything like that. I can, I could, I was able to just walk in. Uh, it was that, it was that easy or is that nice be, uh, with regards to the, the, the arrangement that we've had between our governments. So hopefully it gets back to that soon. Very sooner than later. Cause I, I'm itching to go somewhere. <laughs> Okay, Shinhee, I wonder who you see as really good catch wrestling. Right. Um, yeah, well, well, hopefully you guys can see in our upcoming events. Uh, but like even one of the up-and-comers uh, who did very well in our events, uh, his name's Anthony Pacek. He, um, in this time, you know, uh, since quarantine and all that, he's he's been training a lot with my good friend on the East Coast, John Strickland. Um, and he's been doing a lot of nogi jujitsu. So he's been, he, he was in a tournament in Iowa, I believe. Um, so he's, he's trying to keep active and he's trying to improve. So I think you'll probably see a lot of great things from him. Uh, possibly even, uh, Matt Tran, who's also one of the, the better, uh, catch wrestlers who competed in our events. He won, uh, at the first Frank Gotch tournament that we had in Iowa. Um, so he was one of the other people that, um, he, he's actually competed a bunch in, in catch wrestling Alliance events, but, um, he doesn't quite get the, then the fame, right. As others have gotten. So, um, there, there are a bunch of really good people who, who are practicing and we basically just got to show them to the world. So we got to have events again. So we got to start that up sooner than later. So, Hopefully, hopefully we can be doing that sooner than later. All right. So keep on asking your questions. And, you know, I'll be here for a few more minutes. Uh, I think I, I've made my points right, in regards to even, like, uh, the differences in the styles. And also um, they can still – these other styles can still be exciting and still be interesting. Um, but, yeah, like, the, these other styles don't have the submission holds or they have really short time limits or point point systems and stuff like that. So um, that is what makes them not catch wrestling. And hopefully you guys can find it in your hearts to uh, like all these different styles. So if you, if you like freestyle and folk style, hopefully you can still like catch wrestling as well. It should be even more exciting, but, you know, if you have, like, these matches that go on for longer, I mean, a lot of times there's, like, a lot of drama in, in that. Because I, I had a match in England uh, that went – the full time, the full 20 minutes. Uh, but what I heard from people afterwards is that um, they were like the, the drama of it was really exciting to them. So that is what um, really, uh, like, what people might not know, especially if you're watching it live, you can really get caught up in the drama of the magic, the back and forth between the two competitors. Uh, where it's like one person might get an advantage or they might get on top and then uh, the person gets the person reverses it and then um, uh, then they're on top so it's like you got this back and forth going on and uh, that's that's really exciting especially if you're watching it live or if you're present there really really cool All right um, yeah yeah so um, that's uh, that's kind of a, another thing about uh, about catch wrestling, and also if you if you're able to watch it live, 
you know, it's even more exciting. You get more of that whole idea about like the, the, the like kind of like live or at least in England that's kind of what they called it. Where it's like, oh, I was living that match, right? Where you see this back and forth going on, and uh, you can just ride that wave of emotion, or it's uh, it, it can be really, really exciting, really fun. Uh, Shinhi, uh, one thing I have difficult get difficulty getting in my head or give. <laughs> let me see. One thing I have difficulty getting my head around is that old catch wrestling rules. Um, oh, choking is banned, but neck crank is legal, right? Uh, uh, yeah, so that comes up, comes from the pins. So turn in someone's head uh, so that they have to roll onto their back demonstrates more control than a choke. Uh, it was con chokes were considered like a beginner's move, so um, like high level grapplers and in, in the professional matches. Um, it, it really wasn't done. It was considered like not part of the code of catch wrestling because it doesn't demonstrate control and someone can be lucky and get a choke. So that's, um, that's one of the reasons why, and actually it's been banned for the longest time, like since the mid 1800s. So, um, that, that is why that is like that, right? And so um, this is one of the things that, one of the rules that people um, want to preserve, um, especially some of these old timers, because um, if you didn't have it, then you actually do have people just converting to catch wrestling. And you, you I mean, converting what they call catch wrestling into jujitsu. And uh, that's, that's also been kind of pointed out a lot by people. Like they're like, oh yeah, this, these other people their matches look like jujitsu. It's almost virtually indistinguishable uh, when they're when they allow chokes. Yeah, but I think that that also shows where it's like, yeah, like nowadays the modern tradition of grappling has heavily been influenced by jujitsu. So um, that is why people, or say like you, might have difficulty wrapping your head around that that notion about no chokes, it's just because it's so common nowadays. Um, but you know, that's, that it is what it is. Let me see. Uh, Marcus saying something about kind of like the downward elbow rule. Um, Yes, um, you know how like chokes and stuff, but yeah, like uh, chokes again. Yeah, it, it just wasn't seen as like uh, like the way to win. People didn't necessarily like seeing it. Uh, also, the wrestlers themselves show, or like even Earl Caddick, catch wrestling champion, was just like that's how you tell if someone's green or like a low level grappler. They're trying to choke everybody, but once you know, and like even say farm, so. Kata kind of echoed what Farmer Burns was saying, where he's just like, yeah, you can choke if you want, um, or like, but the wrestling, like he, he, when he was talking about jujitsu, he said like, my wrestling is like, kept people far away from being able to even choke me. So it's like, I never even had that, that problem. Um, but say like nowadays, uh, because people are really, they're, 
the mentality is really influenced by jujitsu, uh, then they think that's like a really like great end all be all choke. But like even like even a few weeks ago, probably a few months ago, right there's like that Gary Tonnen match where he was trying to choke. It was like a, a MMA match where he was trying to choke some low level grappler, and the guy just had a little bit choke defense, and then it just never it never materialized for him. He was able to get out every time and almost beat Tonnen by by strikes. Right. Uh, so Elena Castillo, have you and John Strickland discussed having a, a tournament in South Carolina? Um, sure. Yeah, we have definitely. Is that where you live, Elena? Because um, yeah, if we uh, yeah, we basically just yeah, we we've talked about it. <laughs> uh, so yeah, we can we can see about venues, and I do know people in North and uh, South Carolina, so it's possible to. Um, possible to do something out there it's just um, at least for me it's really easy to kind of get something set up either here in los angeles or in las vegas so if it's also possible for you to come out to either one of those locations um yeah that that'd be easy for me <laughs> okay in jiu-jitsu oh, so shinhi in jiu-jitsu neck cranks is known to be a nasty move so when I do it in my rolling session. I get told off, right? So not to use it, sadly. Yeah, that's the thing. So it's like you have people where, you know, people have some big resistance or like they get this cognitive dissonance where they're like, oh, why don't you use chokes? But then if you if you say, oh, we're doing neck cranks, which a lot of times you can get a submission faster than, than choking somebody, then they're like, they're like, what? I can't, I don't, I can't wrap my head around that or just don't do that or whatever. So... Uh, just think about that where it's like how we talked about earlier where it's like kind of like this sometimes traditions aren't even that old right so something you kind of hold on to it might not even be like that that old or um or you know they kind of just you can just go with the flow and certain things right and, and uh let me see we have a bunch of you guys are asking questions so let me try to go. so jackson prince What's, what are the main differences between catch wrestling and jiu-jitsu? Wrestling, right? The whole idea of not being on your back, that is like the main, uh, the main differences. And so catch wrestling has a lot of ways of getting off your back and kind of getting either reversing the person so where you end up on top of them and you're still on, you're on the, the ground or you can even stand back up. That's one of the main differences. Um, let me see. Uh, yeah, so Shinhi is like catch wrestling. You can also win by pin, but in yeah, jujitsu they don't have pins, right? But the thing is, so like talking about pins is like, uh, you, if you come from a jujitsu background, you can't necessarily uh, disregard pins because, like, say, even was a few weeks ago, I think we did another show where I had a talk about it, where this big jujitsu guru, John Danaher, like. Uh, he even talked about the value of pins and like, you know, holding someone in place or pinning someone being super important. And uh, that can really help you to set up your submissions, right? So if you're able to control someone, then it makes it easier for you to submit them, right? So if you're in a, a submission only tournament, then if you can control them, right? So pin them, right? Then you have a higher chance of 
being able to dictate when the match ends, where the match occurs and how it ends, right? Because if you're controlling them, you can kind of let them move a certain way, like free one arm, free one of their arms so they think they're going to get out, but then you've already, uh, you've set your trap and then you're able to uh, submit them right after, you know, once you let them get that freedom and then you're, uh, you, you, you're able to set up that trap where you can submit them after. Yeah. All right. So actually I have to go. So, um, so I think we'll have to call it, call it a, a day right now. So, uh, something has come up and I gotta, I gotta take off. Uh, but Thank you for asking all your questions. Uh, you can still message. You can even, you know, like uh, you can comment uh, in, you know, in the chat. You can also message on our Facebook page or our uh, Instagram page or on Twitter. Um, so uh, if you have any further questions, you can do that, or you can wait for our next live stream, which will be next week. Um, so, so yeah. But thank you for watching. Thank you for uh, asking questions. And um, we'll see you next time. Keep real wrestling alive.